Hey, I want to talk to you. Let me talk to you real quick. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you something. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, just, just come here, man. Let me t- let me tell let me tell you something real quick, man. Just, just come on. Let me start off by saying, how about them dents, baby? Hope you all are doing good because I'm doing great. Short episode this week as a recap of what I saw and what we can actually look forward to for next week. So let's go ahead and kick it off, starting off with my team. They got me feeling like Skip Bayless with his Cowboys. Just a phenomenal day between Furman and Wofford, one that just just puts you on notice. Watch this game from the first snap all the way to the last one. One major change that was made that led the Palins to a 42-20 victory over the Terriers, and that's the quarterback position. Jace Wilson was the starting quarterback yesterday, and instantly I fell in love with how good he looked as the guy on the football field. He commanded the offense with poise. He made some really good decisions between throwing the ball and using his feet to get yards. He opened up the offense yesterday, and guess who got going because of that? Devin freaking win. 204 yards rushing off of 31 attempts and two touchdowns on the ground, followed with 43 yards receiving and a big touchdown reception to close out the first half. Uh, he was a little bit shaken up right before uh, the Palins scored their last touchdown to uh, in the football game. And uh, I've talked to a few people. Turns out he's okay. He's good to go. Um, so no no reason for anybody to be worried. Um, they, they they still have their their leading rusher going into a, a really big game that will um kind of define where where their offense and their defense will go for the rest of the season. But let me just get back to just talking about this game. And the thing about Devin, he played he played a hell of a game. Just a hell of a game by Devin Wynn. Even Coach Conklin uh for the Wofford Terriers gave him a lot of credit. But I want to give the true credit to the Paladin offensive line. They they played lights out paved the way for almost a 300-yard day on the ground and kept the true freshman quarterback clean all day. Just big shout-out to that starting five, Anderson Tomlin, um, Clark Daniel, Evan Jumper, um, Jake Johanny, and Pearson Toomey. Just a fantastic day by you guys. I I switched up a little bit of the guard order. But fantastic day by all five of you guys. Um, And White Hughes as well. Fantastic day by the six of you guys. You guys play lights out Um, as a former Offensive lineman, I'm glad to see that. It looked really, really good. Um, and the offense had fun. It just looked like they had fun from the first place to the last one. And the only criticism I can give is that a couple times, Jace was looking for the bigger play a little too much. One play stands out when the Palins ran a boot and had Wayne Anderson open and Ryan DeLuca kind of running out of space. Um, Jace decided to try to kind of force that ball to Ryan DeLuca, but not enough uh, space to kind of reel that ball in, so which led to an incompletion. They still scored. Ryan uh, ended up running the ball in on an option run, seven yard touchdown run. Um, but you know, just hey, hit hit Wayne Anders, hit Wayne. You, you're still going to score. You know, you, you'll definitely get that touchdown. And uh, the first three drives resulted in punts that game, and the rest were touchdowns. Um, the 478 total yards the offense had put up. Um, what well, the Palins had put up was just tremendous. Um, it, it's kind of if you're a Palin fan or you've been following them the last two weeks, it's kind of like a big breath of fresh air. And again, I love shouting out the Furman fan football forums um, because they they so it's, it's just funny and entertaining watching them read or not read but um, talk about the games and talk about where the team is. So it's just interesting and fun to read. 
because um, sometimes they, they and most of the time they have absolutely no clue what they're talking about. It's just really funny to just kind of read that. Um, but hey, I, I hope you guys are just as pleased as the rest of us alumni um, that that actually played, you know, with the Palins and some that did play with the Palins on that fan forum. I'm hoping you guys are just as pleased as we are. Um, just just a, such an exciting game, such an enticing game, and it makes you really excited for um, Saturday's matchup against the Citadel. All right. Let's talk about the Paladin defense. It didn't start off well, but I think what we can say about how it started off was not a representation of what the Paladin defense is. What do I mean by that? Okay. Well, it just seems like, especially that one play that went for a 72-yard touchdown run, uh, I mean, just guys just look like they got out of gap. I think the blitz kind of put them out of gap, right? That they ran on that third and I don't know if it was third and six or third and seven. It was third and long, I know that, or third and medium, one of those. But I just I can tell that kind of put guys out of gap, um, and that kind of resulted into a big play. Uh, the best corner in the conference, Travis Blackshear, and yes, I will say the best corner in the conference made a miscue and allowed a receiver to score off a sixty-three yard pass, and. If you take away those two big plays, and I think one in the third quarter that led the Terriers to a field goal, the final score of the game is maybe 42 to 3. It may be 42 to 0. It might have been a shutout. But nonetheless, a really good win by the boys in white and gray pants. Again, I know those Furman fans are loving the gray pants now. All right, on the Wofford, a complete shell of who they were. Just where they're at right now, there's nothing to get your hopes up for if you're a Terrier fan. I watched the po- I watched the post game conference with Coach Josh Conklin and he just sounded real dejected. Not having Warrick is definitely beating them. Payne Derrick played okay, he didn't have a bad game, but he did not have a stellar game. And that's a game where you have to play really well if you're, when you're playing Furman. You got to have a really good quarterback play if you want to beat them on de- you want to beat their defense. And I think there are instances of holding the ball too long, and I don't think that's just who they are as an offense. They're a triple option team. That's the the football team's identity, that's who that's who they are. When you say Wofford, you associate triple option. They haven't found their identity yet. In a way, Coach Conklin was living through Mike Ayers football teams, which helped out their success in 2018-2019. Now we're seeing the results of the Conklin era. You know, it's, it's nothing to be excited about. Defensively, this is probably the worst Wofford defense I've seen in a while. Man handled up front, guys getting ran over, tucking their tail between their legs, pissing down their legs. I'm astonished by what I saw. It was Probably a good thing they didn't play Furman last spring. It would have been a bloodbath. Probably not. Either way, I'm happy for the Palins. Another big test for both sides of the ball against uh, the Citadel. And this will be basically for the state championship um, for the, you know, the, the Southern Conference. So it should be a really good game. I will be the color analyst for that game. So check me out at 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus this Saturday. All right, next up, ETSU in the Citadel. Another good win by ETSU. Undefeated season so far. I'll tell you what. I think Coach Sanders has finally given the keys to Tyler Riddell to drive this offense. He just plays so much more confident back there. He's throwing for almost 270 yards, if not that, in his most recent game since the offensive shootout with Sanford. Quay Holmes and Jacob Sailors may be the best running back duo in the country Right now, ETSU's offense is just looking like a championship offense. They just look really, really good. 558 total yards of offense yesterday. Defense is playing stellar to only to only allowing 330 total yards of offense against the Citadel. Held them to under 300 yards of rushing offense, which is good. Um, you know, and, and if you're if you're a fan of the so of the SoCon, you're like really kind of interested now in what's going on because anybody can win in this conference. I think 
a couple of dates that you need to circle regarding ETSU would be October 23rd and November 20th should be the dates SoCon fans should circle regarding this team, even if ETSU loses this weekend against um, Chattanooga. If they beat Furman and knocks them and knocks Furman out of championship contention, if they beat Mercer, then they at least either went out, they went out right, or they tie for first place. The Citadel, you know, it just, you know, how can I forget about talking about the Citadel? They ran the ball fairly well, finishing with 276 yards on the ground and threw for 54 yards. The Bulldogs put up 21 points in their finish. And are right now the seventh best team in the conference, unless they beat Furman this Saturday. And I kind of have an ongoing um, rivalry talk with former Citadel quarterback Jordan Jordan Black. Um, so, you know, we'll see we'll see where that goes. We'll see we'll see where that goes. My my boy JB, um, VMI versus UTC was an offensive shootout. Uh, they dragged to overtime. I'm glad to see Seth Morgan getting back to a 300-yard passing game, especially against a team like Chattanooga. Uh, both teams had a solid day of offense, finishing well into the 400s. Corey uh, Brady is a guy that he just keeps showing up in that key dead run game, finishing with 165 yards. Michael Jackson got to moonwalking hee-hee over the Moss for six catches, 140 yards, and two touchdowns. The two-headed monster for the Mocs finished with 240 yards collectively on the ground. Also, the quarterback for the Mocs, Cole Copeland, rounds out with 192 yards passing. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Mocs. It's just not a lot of real consistency. They've played a couple games where they should have played a lot better. You know, it's, it's just they didn't seem very convincing when they, play, when they played this game. You know, VMI hasn't really been good all season. Chattanooga played a really good game against the University of Kentucky, who's the only undefeated team in the SEC right now. But Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the only undefeated team in the SEC besides Georgia. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just it's a wonder of when they show up and when they don't show up. So not a lot of consistency of playing a dominant form of football from the mocks. But I think we've seen the pinnacle of VMI football, um, especially in the spring. I think that was the pinnacle of who they, who they are, and I don't think it's going to get any better from what we saw in the spring. I don't think that is who they are anymore. I, I don't know what it was, maybe some God-blessed form of, um, of prayers that went up late nights in the middle of camp or whatever. I don't know. So finally, the disappointment that is, again, Western Carolina football and Mercer. It seemed like the Bears were actually giving a good ball game this time around. A 10-point difference, and it only got that far, I think, within the last um, second of the game. I think Mercer scored a touchdown to make it a 10-point game. Um, I may be, may be uh, mistaken for that, but I know they scored within the last few minutes of the game. Um, both teams had a bad day in the office offensively. Just not really good offensive numbers. Fred Payne didn't play out of his mind, going 10 for 21, touchdown 116 yards. Fred Davis... Actually had a solid day producing over 100-plus yards uh, on the ground with two touchdowns. The Catamounts are bad. They're terrible. They're awful. They're, oh, my goodness. Why, why? Man, I, is there no fixing that football team? I, I, really, is there no fixing that football team? They're just, they're just that bad. You know, they don't have a quarterback that can get them anywhere or a run game that can, that can get them going. Okay, let me not say they don't have a quarterback. Actually, they really still don't have a quarterback. But their quarterback did play solid. He played okay. Uh, threw for over 200 yards. But he also had two interceptions. It looks like Western Carolina quarterbacks, that 
you may get more interceptions than you get touchdowns out of them. That's just how they're playing. Just a real sloppy day for both for both teams, especially for Mercer. But they stay undefeated in the conference for now. I think if they play Furman again, um, it might be a different ball game. I just think Jace Wilson as another element, and there's no not to Ham Sisson. I think Ham Sisson's a heck of a kid, heck of a guy, really down to earth guy, real real great kid. You know, he's a he's a great guy. You know, I I just think right now where where they are, Jace is playing really good. I think you continue to play Jace. Um, I talked to a few other people about it, and some don't see the decision behind it. Behind it, maybe thinking that if they were to play Wofford with Hemp starting, it probably would be the same result. No one will know. I'm not going to be the person to say otherwise. But again, I liked what I saw from Furman. I liked what I saw from. Um, like what I saw from ETSU and Mercer still continues to find a way to impress me, uh, even though they kind of had a little bit of a sloppier day, but they still found a way to put up 34 points. So offensively wasn't too bad, but they still uh, could have played a little bit better. So if we're being, we're being completely honest right now, I think the best team, the top three teams in, in the conference in this particular order um, would be ETSU, Mercer, Furman, I'll throw Chad in. I'll, th- I'll throw Chad in there in the mix. Actually, no, I can't throw Chad in there in the mix at four. I throw VMI, then I'll throw Chattanooga, then I'll throw. Mm, starting to forget some teams in the conference. I'm joking, but you know the kind, the kind of the rest: Wofford, um, Western Carolina, the Citadel. Those those teams are a little bit further down the pack. Um, I think Wofford might be the seventh best team in this conference. I think I said that earlier. And then Citadel probably eighth and then Western ninth. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm not impressed. Again, I'm not really impressed with any of those bottom three teams. And again, if the Citadel finds a way to beat Furman this Saturday, I think that's really going to tell the tell of what Citadel football is, a team that just shows up when they want to show up and they play when they want to play. Okay. So an incredible week of football called every single game right. So I was 4 0 this week, putting me at a record of 28 and 9. Mm. Y'all might want to take me to Vegas. I don't know. So tune in Saturday at 6 p.m. for the state championship between Furman and the Citadel. I will be your color analyst for it. Have a great week. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Monday night football. Uh, great college football on Thursday, Friday, and then make sure you're tuning your TVs to ESPN Plus. I think you can get a bundle uh with with Hulu and Disney Plus for like twelve ninety nine, that's that's a heck of a deal for like three different you know things right there. You can watch as many games as you want to on ESPN Plus. Um, you have Hulu, so many options there, and then you have Disney Plus with so many great Marvel movies, TV shows, and other classics. You can't beat that. That was not a paid sponsorship by Hulu at all. I wish it was. That would have probably been the perfect thing to say. But either way, tune in. This Saturday, 6 p.m. to see me on TV as a color analyst. Uh, Look forward to it. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy your day. And God first, God bless.